Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Carmelita, and I want to welcome you to Purity to Purpose. Here on Purity to Purpose, I want to show you what it looks like to have a relationship with the invisible yet real God. I'm going to show you these things through my personal testimonies, as well as Bible study devotionals. I'm so passionate about this because I remember growing up and not enjoying church. I remember growing up and not having an understanding of what it looked like to have a relationship with God. I remember not fully understanding him. So now it is my hope and my desire to bring clarity and wisdom to you. So I ask you to bring your hope and your faith as well as your doubts as we talk about what it looks like to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Carmelita, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Purity to Purpose. So today we are going to finish our Bible study plan that talks about resting. And today's devotional is titled, You Can Rest. While some people may believe that their personality traits can make it challenging to rest in God, it's important to remember that our natural selves and tendencies can only prevent us from finding peace if we allow them to. As believers in Christ, we've been given a new heart that serves as fertile ground for spiritual growth. Whatever seeds we choose to plant in this ground will determine the fruit we produce. Our words in particular are powerful seeds that can shape our thoughts and behaviors. If we continually speak negative words about ourselves and our tendencies, we risk reinforcing those traits and preventing ourselves from experiencing true rest and peace in God. However, if we intentionally choose to speak positive and faith-filled words, we can transform our hearts and minds to reflect Christ's character. As we sow seeds of trust, peace, and joy, we can expect to reap a harvest of spiritual fruit that brings glory to God. It's important to remember that we are not limited by our personalities or our tendencies. Through Christ, we have been made new and given the mind of Christ. We have the power to choose the seeds we plant and the fruit we produce. Jesus is the ultimate gardener who will tend to your hearts and help you to build and grow in spiritual maturity. Let's commit to sowing good seeds and speaking life over ourselves, trusting that our personalities can be transformed to reflect Christ's love and his grace. So I'm going to read a couple of scriptures today. The scriptures that I'm going to read are going to be out of the easy-to-read translation. And the first one that I'm going to read, give me just a moment, it's Matthew 19.26, and it says, Jesus looked at them and said, This is something that people cannot do. But God can do anything. And the second scripture is Philippians 4.13. And it's one that several individuals are familiar with. But I like it out of the easy to read translation. Because the easy to read I think just really makes these scriptures plain. And oftentimes what halts us in our appreciation for God and for the Bible is the fact that we don't understand or we're having to spend so much time and trying to delve into what the meaning behind the scriptures are. But this one here, pretty plain, pretty, pretty plain. All right, 
Christ is the one who gives me the strength I need to do whatever I must do. So I think this one here is the most applicable, in my opinion, um, to some of what was talked about in the devotional, because it talks about how we can at times blame our personalities on why it is that we are the way that we are. We may feel like because we're a certain type of person, that that is a reason why it is that we can't do certain things or we're not able to transform our minds, which technically, let me just stop there. We can't transform our minds. God does that for us. He helps to transform our hearts and our minds to help to create us and make us into um, a bitter, I'm sorry, not better, <laughs> not bitter, a better person, excuse me. But I feel like oftentimes you hear the saying that says you can't teach old dog new tricks. And the fact of the matter is, is that as long as you're living, you can absolutely be transformed. God can transform your heart, mold you and shape you into a much better, healthier person, not just physically healthier, because he can definitely do that, but more so spiritually. And if you are changed on the inside, it will exude on the outside. Also, I like the scripture because I think oftentimes we can feel like our life circumstances may be holding us back. So you may feel like because you're a certain ethnicity or you may feel like because you are in a certain um, economic class that you're held back, that you don't have the same opportunities and privileges as someone who may be an opposing class or opposing um, ethnicity. I know as an African-American woman that it's oftentimes seen and said, and I will admit there are definitely reasons that I can understand and appreciate why it is. But the fact of the matter is, is that as an African-American woman, I am not second class. I'm not a second class citizen, not simply because those are the facts, but simply because God says different. I have the ability to trust in, in God and knowing that if I trust in God, that he will make my way, that he will end up moving mountains that I couldn't move on my own. I love here in Matthew 19, it said, Jesus looked at them and said, this is something that people cannot do, but God can do anything. God can do anything. God can change a person's heart and mind. God can change your circumstances in the blink of an eye. There's miracles upon miracles, not just in the Bible, but just if you think about it. If you think about some of the things that you've experienced, I know I have life experiences where, you know, before my relationship with God, I would say something said or I was lucky, or I might have even said I was blessed, but didn't even really know what I was saying when I said that. But the fact of the matter is, in those situations, it was nothing but God. Simply put, it was nothing but God. Also, I appreciate in the devotional when she talked about our words. I think that is absolutely something that is a lost art and something that we oftentimes forget about. Our words have so much power. They can change the trajectory of everything, everything in our lives, everything. 
I stress it like that because I've experienced it. Our words, God created the earth with words. And while that may not seem like much of a big deal to you, what I can say is if you think about different seasons of your life, when case in point, I'll give you an example. A friend of mine was talking about a situation with a family member, and she's talked about this numerous times. But every single time that she would talk about the situation with her family members, she would get more about her family members. She would get more and more upset. Every single time the conversation would come up, she would end up getting upset. Why is that? Because she kept rehearsing the situation. And when I asked her, well, what does God say about that? She didn't know. Whenever I asked her, what does God say about our words? She knew it. But then as soon as she said it, she said, but. The word but is used to negate what it is that you said prior. So I like that, but I would prefer something different. Or yes, he was really nice, but he wasn't that cute. That was a off-topic off one. <laughs> it made me think about a situation that a friend of mine was talking about today. Um, anyway, however, the point that I'm trying to make is we use that as a way to negate what it was that we said in a prior sentence. In the situation with my friend and our family members, she was saying that she knew what God's, what God's word said, but she felt as if the situation was so horrible and so bad, and this person did all these things. And like I told her, while those things may be true, What's also equally true is that God can change that situation. God can change those people's hearts and minds. In the situation that I just gave that was a more lighthearted comical one about my friend, I was explaining to her about an individual, you know, because she's trying to date. And for her, she has standards, and I understand. I was trying to help her to have a better understanding, though, that sometimes the packages that we may prefer may not be the ideal package for us with regards to who we're looking to date. And I was explaining to her that for me, in my situation, in my marriage, both me and my husband agree that we are not the ideal person that we would have looked for. I am not the height nor the complete build that my husband would have wanted had he been going for what it was that he wanted, you know, ideally speaking, should I say. However, He's 100%, 1 million percent happy with the package that he has. Me, the exact same thing. I am 100%, 1 million percent happy with the package that I have. My husband and I are extremely attracted to one another. We are in love. Our relationship is healthy. However, this was not what we signed up for originally. What we would have signed up for we've signed up for before and as my pastor says how'd that work out for you they didn't work out very well and i say those same things with to you about your words when you continuously rehearse negative words about a situation or about a person or whatever the case may or about yourself that is what you're rehearsing is what you're focusing on and what you're focusing on is negative if you focus on the positives, if you get your words in line, I've said this before, every time 
when God is about to do something in my life, he always makes me focus on my words. I know in this season, he's about to do something in my life. And it's always right before he releases a blessing. So if you don't believe in this wholeheartedly, I want you to use me as an example. Every time that God has checked me on my words, it was right before he was about to release a blessing. If you are feeling a sense that everything you're seeing or you're hearing this often about your words, that might mean God is about to do something. Yesterday's devotional was talking about the weight. The weight can definitely, and like I had said, the weight can feel like a weight, W-E-I-G-H-T. However, God is not going to, because he is a good father, he's not going to release a blessing to us that we can't handle. My son is 15. He does not have a driver's license. I I love him to pieces, but I am not going to give him the keys to my car and say drive just because I love him. No, that would not be a good parent. Me being a good parent would, would say when you are able, when you have learned how to handle the responsibilities of driving a car, then yes, I would be willing to give you the keys. In order for him to show me that he's responsible, he has to pass tests. He has to pass a written test and a driving test. The same goes for us. Before God will allow us to be able to walk into a blessing, to be able to move to a new level of influence, he is going to require that we pass some tests. It's not that he's trying to test you. It's he's trying to test whether or not you can handle the blessing. And because he loves you, he's not going to give you more than you can handle. The scriptures that talk about God won't give you more than you can handle. Oftentimes people think it's saying, you know, he's not going to give us more than we can handle on our own. However, it's saying he's not going to give us more than we can handle with his help. Because without his help, you are not going to be able to manage some of the things that he's trying to bring into your life. And I say some of them because there are some things that you can handle. Situations with my son. There are some situations that I can naturally handle with my son. There's others that I cannot. There's others where I have to go to God. I have to go to my husband. I have to go to his father. I have to go to his bonus mom, you know. And side note, talking about positive words. Another testimony that I have, me and my ex-husband and his wife, Our co-parenting relationship has not always been great. I had to start speaking over that situation. I had to start sowing seeds. I had to pray about it. There were moments and times when I was not happy. There were times that I talked about it on here, but you didn't know what I was talking about unless you knew me because I was using words that I was just saying someone or a situation or a person when I was talking about them. But I was being very intentional in my words because I know words have power. But I prayed about the situation. I sowed seeds into the situation. And now me, my ex-husband, and his wife, which I refer to as Kevin's bonus mom, have a great relationship. Me and my ex-husband, our relationship is appropriate. We are cordial, but we're also very nice to one another. We don't disrespect one another. But we ain't going out of our way to be best friends. That's one thing I will say. However, me and the bonus mom are close. I'm closer to her than I am my ex-husband. Every time I see her, we hug, we laugh. She and I will text off and on to one another. 
you know, we have conversations, sidebars that have absolutely nothing to do with my ex-husband or with our son. So I say, and I share this with you to help you to understand the power of our words. And if you don't believe it for yourself, believe it because I have testimonies. Believe it because of my testimonies. As I said, if you have a sense and a feeling like words just keep, you're being careful about your words just keeps coming up, that might be a thing that God is trying to bring to your attention. And it may be that there is a door that he's trying to open for you. It could very well be training ground. There was a season where God was training me to keep my words in line with the things that he had spoke over me and to keep my words in line with his with the word of the bible not because a blessing was coming but simply because he was training me for when a blessing was coming so now that i see the pattern i'm more apt to fall in line without having to go through all the trips and falls that i had to before so just to wrap this all up our words have power our words have power our words have power (laughs) Our words have power. Also, we can change. God will help us to change. Our words having power, say those things about yourself. The things that you would, you know, you may not feel like you're at your ideal weight. You may not feel like you're at your ideal um, living situation. But speak as if it's happened. My husband and I thank God for things that we're looking for, that we're wanting for a new home. We thank God for our new home. We don't have a new home. But we are thanking God for it in anticipation. We thank God for our new vehicles. We don't have them. But we're praying and thanking God in our prayers as if it's already occurred. He and I pray in our prayers. We thank God for the things that we've been praying for that have not happened. We thank God for changes in our personalities for changes in the way that we treat one another and others, for changes in the relationships that we deal with, and for changes with our community. We pray and thank God as if it already happened. And that has allowed some of those things to happen because our words have power. So now, in certain situations, we really are thanking God because he did it already. Other things... We just believe it's on the way. Because the fact is, things, God, he wants you to have things. The things that you're, that you're designing, you know, as far as like food, shelter, clothes, all those things. Like, the Bible tells us not to worry about that. God's got that covered. Your bills, he's got that covered. You just have to pray in anticipation and thank him for those things. Do the work, i.e. reading your Bible, talking to him, and studying those things will give you the keys. If anything that you're thinking or seeing is contradictory to the Bible, then you know it's not of God, but you won't know if it's contradictory if you don't put your nose in it. Or like I said the other day, listen, because I'm an audio learner, so that's what I do. All right, family, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for giving us the information, for giving us the instructions on our words, for giving us the instructions on the fact that we don't have to stay the same person that we've been before and that our person 
personality traits cannot be used as excuses for why we say the way that we do. So guys, thank you for allowing us to be able to understand and appreciate that we can rest in you and that you are all powerful, that we don't have to rely on or trust ourselves or anyone else or anything else, that you have it covered. So God, I thank you for all the information. I thank you, God, for all the reminders and all of the new information and indications that you've been giving us. We can at times in certain seasons pass tests, but God, it doesn't mean that, that we're not going to come back up on it in a different season. So I thank you once again for the reminders. I ask you to help us to be able to take in this information with a pure heart and with pure motives knowing and understanding and appreciating that you have our best interests at heart. God, I ask you to just help us to love and trust you in a greater way, knowing that doing that will not just affect our lives individually, but it will also affect the lives of our influence. So, Father, I thank you once again, and I ask you to forgive us when we make mistakes. I know that that's something that you already do, but God, I still want to ask you to do it because that's what it talks about in the Bible. We can't just assume that you are going to be there, God, while we know your word says you will. The fact of the matter is, is that you don't have to, but you choose to. So because of that, we need to thank you. And so I thank you, Father. I ask you just to uh, help everyone under the sound of my voice to also give themselves that same grace and mercy. And I thank you, Father, and I ask you to forgive us when we don't think highly of ourselves. I felt convicted in this moment because here it is of my imperfection in this moment. I'm finding myself not feeling the most confident. But God, you know I try. You know I try. As I deliver these messages, as I go through and follow through with these things, God, I'm being obedient to you. I know that you're going to bless my efforts, so I thank you. I thank you for the humility and the humble hearts that you allow us to have, God. And I thank you, Father, for the fact that even though we are not worthy, even though we don't do things the right way, even though that you still love us, you still forgive us, you still extend grace and mercy. I ask you to help us to do the same for others as well as for ourselves. In your son, thank you. Just now we pray. Amen. All right, family, today was the last day in our Bible study plan on rest. I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow as I share our new Bible study plan.